D E P E N D E N T. Do you know what that means? All right. Episode five of the Truth Be Told podcast. If you don't know, now you know. This episode is about what? Who? Independent women. Oh, my ladies, don't you feel me? Throw your hands up, baby. My sister's not the best with lyrics, but. That, those are the <laughs> lyrics. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to let Allie kick this off, y'all. I'm kicking it off? Kick it off. Okay, so basically, um, the last episode I was on, which I believe was episode three, um, we ended it talking about, well, the whole episode was about attachment, and we ended it talking about how interesting it would be to bring in independence and how attachment can, I guess, interfere or correlate with independence, Um, and specifically with women. I mean, we can only speak for ourselves because we're definitely independent women out here, and I made a comment about it being a blessing and a curse, so we're going to roll into what exactly we mean by that. I don't know many men who have said they don't want an independent woman. Right. But then when they get one different story. Right. But why? So um, I think there's many reasons. I think we can be very strong minded individuals, um, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. But I think it becomes a challenge for men when we don't know when to take a step back. Right. And when I say take a step back, I mean, understanding what roles mean in your relationship, knowing what roles look like and who is to fulfill what role. So our roles connect back to our values. And a lot of times our values obviously are connected to our upbringings and what we observed in the household, right? So if I was raised in a house and daddy took care of everything and my mom stayed home and you know, took care of the kids or whatever, I'm going to see roles in a very specific way. But for someone who, like myself, was raised in a house by a single mother full of women, um, independence is embraced on a different level. And as a woman, the the ideal or the idea or the the perception of a woman is that she is strong. Mm-hmm. And when you are not strong and when you are a woman who um, may not possess those strong, independent characteristics, you're looked at as, you know, lesser than. I won't say lesser than, but it's looked at as um, you need me. Right. <laughs> so then you have the woman who is independent, who doesn't, quote unquote, need a man. Right. But they want one. Mm-hmm. And then you have the woman who is needy. Or the woman who is actually desiring a man um, to take care of her. Mm -hmm. So there's like this in-between cushion that falls in between those two types of women you just described. And I think for both, um, the word that comes to mind is submission, right? So um, our generation, I can only speak for us, but our generation is very, very sensitive to that word submission. And I think that is because, I mean, it holds a lot of weight and a lot of times it is connected back to like biblical terms and that kind of thing. Like a woman is to submit to her man. Um, And in all honesty, I think in 
has t- as time has gone by over the years, uh, hundreds of years, um, submission has been turned into something that is kind of received as a negative thing. Um, so I think really in all honesty, submission is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Even for us independent women who are able to identify um, and what ways we're able to submit to our man. And then another way to look at submission is vulnerability. Vulnerability. So in obviously, in, in order for a woman to get to a point of submission, she has to really trust a man. And trusting a man is more than trusting his loyalty to her, trusting him as a provider, trusting his opinion, trusting his judgment, trusting him with her. And if you are independent, it takes a lot to even get to the point to say, I can trust you with the simplest task. Mm-hmm. Now, giving you submission over over me and and I use over me, not literally physically, like literally someone controlling you, but you respecting them the way they are supposed to be respected. Now, submission for a lot of women, like Allie says, looks or has been looked at as being weaker than or you're not being you or you're not living um, the way you want to live or you're not able to do, you know, certain things. It's negative. It's if you're not capable because you're submitting to a man. Yeah, and I think as far as, like, the way we look at submission has been shifted with um, social media, with um, just in general, like how society has kind of remolded the way that we see this term. Um, And by dictionary definition, to be submissive is ready to conform to the authority or will of others, meekly obedient or passive. And so no independent woman identifies with passive right like and more than often we are very assertive we're very straightforward we know what we want we know how we want it we know when we want it for the most cases but um to submit in a relationship is to really put yourself in a position to say I know I'm able to take care of myself I know I'm able to do these things for myself I know I was raised in this way and maybe I was raised to not depend on other people But in this particular scenario, this is a safe place for me. And if I'm able to be vulnerable with this person and I'm able to let my guard down, I'm able to allow myself to submit to this person. And not only am I submitting, but also it's okay for the man to submit to his woman as well. Right. Because there are roles in relationships and whether or not we have been put in a position where we have to accept both both roles we were never created to have to take on the load alone absolutely we were made to compliment each other the woman is supposed to compliment that man and that man is supposed to lead that woman now while um submission is taken two different ways what'd you say um what'd you say a few minutes ago it could be taken as someone like who is you have to be obedient to or like you're yielding to and then another way it could be taken is like a positive thing like if you're submitting to somebody you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable well see in that obedience obedience and uh essentially submitting i think submitting is more so yielding knowing that you can you can go but choosing to just slow it down right Mm -hmm. 
like at a stop sign, mm-hmm. while obedience is more so following a command. I think it's a difference, or people have to understand the difference of being submissive, being with a person and being submissive to them versus being with somebody and they are controlling. Right. So two different things, being submissive um, to someone and someone controlling you, mm-hmm. those are two different things. Very, very different And that's things. what the society makes us feel like submission means that we are being controlled or manipulated exactly yeah yeah so back to the the topic of independence um i told sunny well Brittany, i was gonna be a little bit transparent with you all today so i was raised um in a household again by a single mother who raised three daughters alone and it was hammered into our heads like to not depend on other people Um, to get your own work for your own you know build up this foundation so that if you're ever in a position and you are in need you have a blanket you have a cushion you know Um, so it planted the seed in me as a, a young woman a young lady that I'm not supposed to need I'm not supposed to need help I'm not supposed to need Um, anybody to lean on, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, I'm supposed to take care of it and have it together on my own. Even if that wasn't said specifically, that is the message that was planted in don't depend on other people, right? right? And so when I got into relationships, like I was that girl who was like, okay, we go into the movies, you get your ticket, I'll get mine. (laughs) Like I know it sounds silly, And I remember my mom telling me, like, in my first relationship, she was like, you got to let a man be a man. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? Because she was just teaching us not to depend on nobody. And so it was hard to separate, like, being a young lady who was building for herself and then having a relationship with a male who wanted to do for me and was willing to do for me and being receptive to that. Right. Um. I found it very, very challenging. And in some ways, like, I still do. Like, yeah. I, I love the fact that I'm able to provide for myself and, like, everything I have I worked for on my own. But in the same breath, I can't honestly say that I haven't pushed some men away yeah. with my independence. And, you know, independence is just that. It's mean that It means that you can pay your own bills. You can buy things for yourself. You are stable and you don't allow a man to affect your stability. In my mind, that's what independence means. It means I'm perfectly capable of, right? Um, Whereas on the contrary, like I grew up in a single parent home, but the example that I had of um, a male and female healthy relationship dynamic was my grandparents. My grandpa is very old school, right? And he is one of those manly men, take care of the house, women take care of woman stuff. Mm -hmm. While my grandmother worked, if she didn't want to work, she would not have to work because that's just how my grandfather was. In my mind growing up, I always remember my grandpa saying, like, if they can't do for you what I can do, you don't need them. In my brain, that's like, okay. Whereas you may go Dutch on a date, I'm saying you supposed to be taking me out. Yeah. Because I, I'm worth that. Right. Right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Both of them are great. Because if I'm in a relationship, I'm going to, we can split it. I can pay for it. It is what it is. But if you came to the relationship or came to me lacking or short, I'm not meeting you there. And I get that. I totally get it. And it comes down to what we're exposed to, right? Like, 
our upbringings and all of that. So me giving that example, it takes me back to submission because I really struggled with being in relationships and separating like I, I basically allowed I, independence to be a part of my identity, mm-hmm. right? And so how is Elise supposed to be this wife, this girlfriend, this significant other, however we want to refer to it, and also keep some piece of my independence, right? Because sitting that to the side or putting it in the back seat to me felt like a loss of my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, refusing to allow that to happen like some part of me had to keep that independence right and what I realized was um that is what is hurting my relationship Mm -hmm. I mean not as a whole like it was definitely a part of it though me holding on to that independence was holding on to control Mm -hmm. holding on to you know things wanting to go my way um, I'm used to paying bills a certain way. I'm used to cooking a certain way. I'm used to, you know what I mean? Like everything is the way I've had it because I've been doing it on my own for so long that I wasn't allowing myself to be flexible with mm-hmm. allowing this other person to come into my life and merge, right? Mm-hmm. And in that merge, that's where submission comes into play. Yeah, and it's <laughs> right? a lot of, um, like my grandma says, choosing your battles. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> choosing your battles, right? In my brain, um, I have always felt like, oh, I'm so independent, right? Mm-hmm. But to some people who know like my like history, you know, dating history, whatever, you know, they're like, Oh, you were kept. Mm. When I really I really I really wasn't kept. I w- you know what? I was kept. But it wasn't in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. It was more so in a way of control, mm-hmm. right? Because I wasn't as independent as I thought. Yeah. Because I lost myself in that relationship and I, I my identity was this relationship. Right. You know, and a person knowing that, then they know, well, this is a controlling mechanism, right? This is a way to control. While I am very submissive in a relationship, I often wonder, why was I so submissive to like those type of people right. versus the per- the people who may have um, really deserved submission? Mm-hmm. But it was because I was looking at them and I'm like, here you are like may check off some of the boxes, but the boxes that I thought mattered the most, which was, can you take care of me? Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do this? Even though I know I can do this. I'm going to do the wifely things. I'm mm-hmm. going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm I'm the homie person, right? What do you do when really you're a regular nine to five guy? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I was looking and I was comparing to something different. And so those comparisons were like detrimental to relationships that I had in the past because I wasn't really submissive. I just wasn't in a position where I was able to be independent and really see like, you really the needy one right now. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to our discussion around like emotional, mental, physical fulfillment, right? It's not just like monetary things and can you provide financially? Like, can you provide in all of these areas? Mm-hmm. Because that is what allows me to say I can let this independent guard down and really allow myself to be the person that you need me to be for you. Um, but it is very, very, very <laughs> challenging because 
people send their representatives, you know, and you're not getting the real raw version of people up front, you know. And so a lot of times, you know, as for me, particularly like in my dating life, I've allowed myself to let the guard down a few times and the person, you know, a couple seasons went by and the person showed some different color Your leaves. True <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it puts me back in this position of, oh, you don't need nobody. Oh, you can take care of yourself. Oh, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's a horrible way to think, you know, in this this current place I'm in in my life, it's a horrible way to think, but it's understandable because it's hard. It's really hard out here to let your guard down with people and you really don't know what you're going to get back. On top of that, even when you are independent and you're like trying to be submissive, you have some men who are, um, and maybe women too, but we're talking about women, but you have some men who may, um, be, um, Dang it. What's the word I'm looking for? Insecure when it comes to an independent woman. Right. So, you know, if a woman makes too much money, they may not want to be with her. Now, I know people who have been like, yo, when you make a certain amount of money, your attitude change. Mm -hmm. Like women's attitudes change (laughs) from their personal experience. Like, oh, she may you're going to be making chips and then you're going to get all brand new. Well, maybe you you might get brand new because then you may realize, like, I really shouldn't be with this dude because he really brings n- nothing to the table. But I don't think that's the case. I think those women are those women. Like, if you are a alpha female and you don't learn to submit, yeah. your relationships will not be successful because you'll constantly those are the women who like constantly constantly undermine the men constantly um try to compete with them constantly mm-hmm. try to one up them or let or not allow them that space to be a man yeah that's that's not gonna work <laughs> i don't even honestly know how someone who identifies as an independent woman would want someone like that because to me the way you just described that that sounds like a pushover and i I need a manly man. <laughs> like I need somebody um, to protect, provide, profess all of the P's. But not only that, understand that me and my independence is a beautiful thing, right? And being able to embrace that tells me how strong he is, mm-hmm. right? Him being able to embrace the strongest, hardest, most stubborn parts of me tells me that this person not only can handle me but they have a foundation that allows for me to be who I am and they're still able to lead right and it's the difference between somebody being able we're making all I'm making all kind of noises today y'all I'm sorry (laughs) it's the difference between a person um a person being able being able to handle you and knowing how to handle you or trying to learn how to handle you. Cause you can be with somebody who can handle you, Mm -hmm. right? They may handle you and give what they, what they get attitude. Um, you know, if people like to do whatever, you know, you can get somebody that can handle you, Mm -hmm. but do they know how to handle you? Because a person knowing how to handle you can very well make or break you even wanting to be submissive right. and not giving that pushback. Yeah, yeah. When you are 
uh, or when you have grown up in a, in a space where you've had to be mature very early or you've had to be independent and responsible so early, then that's kind of like all you know. So for a person to be able to break down those walls, they definitely have to have that foundation and know from some type of experience that this is how I'm going to crack this code. Yeah, yeah. You just saying everything that you just said reminded me of, I want to say it was your second episode where you talked about mommy and daddy issues. And as you're talking, I'm processing like the man with the mommy and daddy issues or mommy issues, it would be harder for him to be able to accept and receive and handle very delicately an independent woman because maybe he got a very different version mm-hmm. of what woman was, right? And so the man who is seeking love from mommy who, he, you know, he never got it or he didn't get it in the way that he felt he needed it or deserved it. He's going to get that needy girl. He's going to be looking for that in this independent woman who's like, I can't. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be with you 24 hours. Because <laughs> that comes across as very, not saying that your partner can't be maternal, but it comes across as very like, I need you to love me the way my mom didn't mm-hmm. love me or I need you to love me the way my parents couldn't love me. And that is not your partner's role ever to fulfill the void of what your parents did or didn't do. Right. That is some self-healing and some self-work that you got to do. However, there's going to constantly be a clash in a relationship with a man who has those those issues. And the same for a woman. If a mm-hmm. woman comes from a background where she has mommy and or daddy issues, she has to process through that and work through that to be able to, you know, efficiently and effectively work through a relationship and understand where her independent streaks are coming from. And so it's not hard for two people who are alpha, right? A woman who is independent and a man who is strong and um, his mother may not have given him that love and he's looking for it. It's not hard for those two people to be together. But it's hard if they haven't done the work. That part. (laughs) If they haven't done the work, then they're not going to even know what steps to take. What's triggering you to even want to be with this type of person. And it's okay to love that type of strong person. Absolutely. It's okay to love that type of needy person. Or I need to stop saying needy. That person who, you know, wants to like cling and all that good stuff. (laughs) It's okay to be that person. But that person... We'll need to be with the person who, I don't know. Is able I, to handle them. I've never delicately. been able to handle that. And that's clear. <laughs> I've never been able to handle the 24-7-er. Like, yeah. And I've, I've always wondered, like, okay, well, maybe I like jerks. Right? But then it was like, no, I don't. I definitely don't like jerks. Right? I like the nice person, the nice man, the man that's a gentleman. But then I realized the type of man that I want is the type of man that, or, or that I wanted was the type of man that um, had that as an example, may have had sisters, may have had a mother and father who were in a, who, who he saw a healthy dynamic. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, now, you know, or if you haven't figured out, like everything that we go through at some point of life is like a reflection of our childhood traumas. 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. The last 
<laughs> the last guy I dated, you bringing up the alpha woman and alpha man. That was like a big debate between us. Like he would be like, I'm an alpha male. And I'm like, and I'm an alpha woman. What's your point? You know? <laughs> and it wasn't a matter of like either of us proving the point of who's more alpha. The challenge was us trying to find the balance between how am I going to respect and allow you to be who you are? And how are you going to respect and value who I am? So I guess my question would be, how do you get to the place of um, giving a person or uh, or allowing a person to have that autonomy to be able to lead you and you actually be submissive? I mean, it takes awareness on both people's parts. You know, It, it takes work and accountability like oh my god I love that word accountability Accountability. is so 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 important in every type of relationship Um, and if the person if both parties are not able to practice awareness and be present with each other and be able to say hey like I gotta check myself maybe I got an attitude or maybe I'm responding in a way that's not beneficial or productive to this relationship um, that is necessary and we're gonna keep clashing if both of us are not able to identify, like, I'm playing a part in this relationship and maybe it's not the most productive or beneficial part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's heavy. Relationships are a lot of work. And when you have strong-minded individuals, again, like, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It was. It's funny, like, always hearing people talk about how communication in a relationship is key. And then you're like, oh, I talk in a relationship. I talk. But then you sit back and think about, like, when you are in a relationship and you're trying to really make something of that relationship, how important it is to really let it all out on the table and actually communicate because not communicating over the smallest thing can kind of do, like, a downward spiral snowball effect of, Things just being compiled and compiled for years and years and years. And then you figure you meet somebody and they're like, oh, I've been divorced for 27 years. I mean, I've, I've been married for 27 years and I'm getting a divorce. And you're like, how does that happen? Yeah. Because over time we stop communicating. Somebody stopped doing something. Maybe it's the submissiveness. Maybe it's the man not being understanding. But then at any rate, that communication to try to figure out how, how do we do this? How do I allow you to be submissive um how do how do you allow yourself to be submissive to that man and then how does that man know how to really um cherish and really nurture and and protect that that you're trying to give him without making you feel less than for wanting or trying to be submissive right and you said kind of it's not a matter of kind of like the build-up's gonna happen right like if you are not communicating if you're not practicing self-awareness if you're not looking in the mirror and saying I could have done this situation differently right I could have responded differently I could have reacted differently like you could walk away from an argument with your significant other and be like I wasn't wrong right and I'm gonna tell you you're wrong for thinking you weren't wrong because every single situation on this planet you can walk away and say I could have done something different right Mm -hmm. maybe I was playing enabler maybe I was protecting this person but in my protection or in my in my expectations to protect this person I was really doing them a disservice because I was comforting and cushioning their bad behavior right like there's so many ways to look at it but if 
I am not taking accountability for myself and owning what I can do to grow and be better in this situation, we are going to keep coming back to this place and that place is eventually going to lead to resentment. So it is not a matter of kinda, it is a matter of absolutely. Like if we don't do the work, we're going to end up resenting each other or Mm -hmm. I'm gonna resent you and you may not even freaking know it. But like ultimately we're in this situation and it is gonna downward spiral. So um, for the independent woman, we're strong-minded, we're independent, we're, we have all these things going for ourselves, but if we're not looking at the areas we need to take a step back in and say, mm-hmm. it's okay for me not to be in charge right now. It's mm-hmm. okay for me not to control this situation. It's okay for me not to have my hand on this. That is where the growth comes in. That is where the power comes in. And that is where your significant other can really look at you and say, like, she's stronger than I, than I even thought you know she was because she has self-control right Mm -hmm. to have self-control is a very very powerful thing so if you have self-control and you could take a step away from from the the throne and being in control like you encompass a lot more power than you think and that's why i say submission is beautiful because there's power in submitting when you submit to your Mm -hmm. your man or your significant other you're gonna get 10 10 times back right Mm -hmm. like everything that you're putting in you're gonna get it 10 times back I mean I didn't say it so speaking of self-control I want to give a shout out to Chris Rock because he is taking the 2022 23 24 25 26 27 he's taking all the MVP awards for for self-control for me all right because yeah we're not gonna get into that but that self-control was on a different level right I would have been ready to like I don't know. I can't even imagine being in that position and having to still work. So your motivation for this podcast is to have Chris Rock self-control in your relationships. <laughs> or it just in, as an individual, have some Chris Rock self-control, self-awareness. Well, see, and so I've been using the term different that I came up with because I've been saying that people have almost gotten Chris Rocked. <laughs> like... I'm about to Chris Rock this girl. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. But the, I guess the, the, the main point that we want to drive home to our, our women, right, is that it's nothing wrong with being independent. It's a beautiful thing. And I promise you, sis, <laughs> sis, open the door. Are you listening to me? He doesn't care that you make more money than him. If he is secure, if he's done his work, we're talking about that guy. That we're not talking about the guy who do, who hasn't done the work. He can get Chris rocked. All right. We're not talking about him. We're talking about the man who is aware, who has done the work. He does not care that you're independent. He is happy that he ain't got to pay for everything for you. All right. He's not upset that you're independent. He has no problem with it. His problem is the way you present your independence. His problem is the way you put your independence in his face to let him know that I don't need you because ladies, whether you know it or not, the men want to be needed too. They want to be wanted. The men want to be wanted. They want to be needed and they don't want to be with miss. I can do it all by myself. I don't need you. Cause then they're like, well, what you here for now? We ain't going to be happy. We're going to be arguing. We're going to be button heads because you feel like, 
you can really run this relationship by yourself. Drops mic. <laughs> I would say before we go, um, my biggest takeaway or what I want everyone to take away is, I mean, I can't speak for the men and their insider, their perspective on this topic particularly. However, someone who identifies as an independent woman and someone who has struggled with the, the relationship things that come with being independent, um, I would just encourage people to really practice self-awareness really um, allow yourself to look in the mirror and it's okay to be wrong sometimes there's beauty in being wrong there's beauty in not you know always having to be in control of everything Um, and sometimes being the independent woman is is tiring so being able to have someone who can step up to the plate for you and and be that person for you there's there's beauty in that as well so um, self-awareness, self-control, you know, and, and continue to grow. But when I say independence is a blessing and a curse, it is definitely more of a blessing, but the curse can come in when we are not allowing ourselves to be aware. That's all, folks. <laughs> Again, I appreciate y'all for tuning into the Truth Be Told podcast and our permanent feature hosts, Wink, wink, hint, hint. Semi-permanent. <laughs> Allie, Elise, has been awesome per usual. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. I Listen, if I tell y'all one more time to leave some voice notes oh my God. or some messages, we're not going to have a problem. <laughs> but you're going to get curse rocked. Oh no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I really appreciate y'all for continuing to tune in and and. If you have ideas for the month of April, I'm kind of stumped, right? Ideas for the month of April. What should we talk about in the month of April? If you want to be a guest, let me know, right? But as always, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.